All right, Ambush, today I am very excited to be bringing to you a singer-songwriter that I have heard has been called a prodigy, has been called an epic songwriter who is building her name here still. At the age of 14, she has just released her second single, which we are diving behind here today with my guest. Kaya Gamble. How's it going today, Kaya? I am doing absolutely awesome. How are you, Colton? Oh, I am having a beautiful day and hearing the energy in your voice makes it even better. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, All right. So, of course, I mentioned that you just released a new single. But before I get to that new single, I want to lay a little bit of a foundation for the listener because, of course, You released your debut single just almost a year ago, December of 2020. And to release a debut single at 13, 14 years old, I mean, releasing a debut single in general, pretty exciting moment. So what was that like for you? And I'm, it's funny you mentioned excited because, you know, that moment I tried to describe it in one word um, and it's probably to be nervous sighted. (laughs) Um, trademark My Little Pony, please don't sue me. Um, so, you know, I was just so, so nervous to put out Speak Out because it's the first song you've ever put out into a world, right? Your debut singles, your sort of entry into that sort of realm. So it scared the living bejeebies out of me. But, you know, there's a saying that says, if your dreams don't scare you, they aren't big enough. Um, so even though I was, you know, shaking until midnight struck, I was so excited to put this song out into the world, especially on my birthday of all days, actually. It was like the best birthday present I could have ever asked for. (laughs) Wow. A gift to yourself. Let's start my music career. Let's go. (laughs) Wow. So that's incredible. So as you mentioned, you're very nervous. And I can imagine inside of a moment like that, there's quite a few lessons to be learned, especially inside of last year where the music industry itself was adapting. So what were some of the things that maybe you learned during the release of that first single that maybe you've tried to apply here the second time around? I've learned a lot, definitely, because, you know, Speak Out, I released all on my own. So there were so many, you know, bumps in the road and things we had to change on the fly and adapt. Um, so many firsts, honestly, but you know, I'm so grateful for that experience because I learned from the successes and from the things that, you know, could have been improved and were improved. I mean, organization and planning, uh, have definitely been something that's improved since speak outs launch, you know, having that plan in place and just my overall knowledge of, you know, the industry and, and how releasing a song actually works. And, you know, this time I was grateful enough to have an awesome team, you know, supporting me and helping me evolve and adapt and, and help me understand, you know, releasing a song and helping me learn from my previous release. So there was definitely a lot to learn there and a lot to improve on that happened the second time round. So you took quite a few lessons from it. Definitely making sure that you are making the most of this release here, which is fantastic. And You also mentioned the incredible team that helped to bring this song to life. I know that uh, Annika Spencer-Shine 
were involved inside of this uh, project here. So what was it like to work with such acclaimed, like an acclaimed producer, acclaimed songwriters, musicians to help you here? It was just, you know, it's crazy to me. It's mind blowing. You know, I've known my producers, Justin and Spencer for a while now because, you know, they were in, they're in Brett Kissel's band and I've performed with Kissel before. Um, and you know, when they called me to record speak out and said, do you want to record a debut single? I just, I knew that I wanted to record one, but I just, I had no idea what that was going to look like and everything. So I wasn't as involved in the actual process as I was for I'm in it, you know, especially doing a co-write as well with, you know, speak out again, I wrote all my, all by myself. So, you know, February 9th, I, I walked into Annika and Spencer's house. And I just felt this like amazing energy, this amazing positive um, vibe from them. You know, Annika, she's an awesome artist herself. And then again, her husband and my co-producer Spencer is just amazing. So, you know, I was so happy to be writing with them. And, you know, they just found out they were pregnant with their first ever baby. So we were just all so happy to be there. And I think that's why we wrote such a such a positive song. And, you know, it was the first time I was writing with them their first baby. So I think the idea of first love was really in the air at that time. And then, you know, fast forward to May when the song is ready to be recorded. Um, and I'm ready. I was just ready to be involved in like, you know, pick out instrumentation and voicings from these amazing musicians who played on the song. I'm so grateful to Brendan Waters and, and Sam Colson for, for playing on this tune. And I was just really grateful to be collaborating with these amazing creatives and you know, from those five hour days of singing vocals in the booth and trying to get those really difficult harmonies rhyme in it. There's some tough ones uh, to being in the control room, you know, picking beats, bringing the song to life was just so much fun. And I think we all had a blast doing it. So I think the song really reflects on that for sure. Wow. And it sounds like you got a little bit of a hand of that production um, thing as well, maybe learned a little bit of what goes behind actually not just writing a song, but creating it and taking it and making it sound good. Totally. I definitely did, you know, uh, learned all those fancy terms like stacked harmonies and all these different things and, you know, the beats and stuff. I still got a lot to learn about all that stuff. I by no means could produce my own stuff at right now, but I'm definitely learning and Justin and Spencer and Brendan and Sam are just so awesome letting me be in there and collaborate with them. And I'm so, you know, grateful for them. I'm just sitting there as like a sponge soaking in all of this stuff from them. So yeah, it, they're awesome. Wow. Very, very glad to hear that. And of course you mentioned the lyrics of the song, the uh, theme of the song as well, which definitely, as you mentioned, new love. And of course, with you being quite young, that's um, probably like the first love. And it can be a little bit of a like an emotion that can be difficult to put out into the world in general. And then to put it out into the world as your second single. What has it sort of been like to open yourself up like that? Well, I mean, like, yeah, like you said, it's such an important moment in anyone's life just to be that vulnerable. Um, but, you know, the best songs are the ones where the writers just wear their hearts on their sleeves and tell honest stories. If you think about the songwriters that have done well over the years and are doing well right now, it's the songs that are so personal 
but that's what makes them, you know, universal that everyone can relate to. So I was actually at peace releasing this song because I knew that that everyone could relate to it. And I was really proud and loved this song so much. And, um, you know, because we're throwing around concepts for video, actually. And I just know so many people of all walks of life that that can still feel that initial rush of excitement with someone. Um, and, you know, but with that being said, it doesn't necessarily have to be with a partner either. Um, and like you said, um, with my experience, you know, being first love and everything, I related to this song through my love of music. And the first time I stepped on stage and just, I had no idea what I was doing, but I was just completely immersed and loving every minute of it. And again, you'd have to ask my co-writers, but I think for them, it was this first love of their, of their new baby that was on the way. And that's what I love so much about this song and was so happy about releasing it to the whole world to dance and sing to and bop along with. (laughs) Oh, fantastic. And like you mentioned, releasing it out there for everyone else to sort of take in, get their own experiences, maybe remember a little bit of their own first loves themselves. So the song's been out for about four or five days now as of the recording of this interview here. So what has the feedback been like for this new track, I'm In It? It's been incredible. Like, honestly, I didn't expect the amount of the love that the song's gotten stream-wise, actually. You know, it's been... We've are, we're already at about 15,000 streams and it's literally, again, been two weeks and it's just, I've gotten so many comments from people saying how much they resonated with the tune and reminded them of like their first date with someone or their first, you know, experience with love and those butterflies that they got. And that's honestly the greatest compliment you can get as an artist is to have your song resonate with someone and, you know, to make an impact on someone's life. So it's just been so humbling to see how much this song has resonated and how much people people love it. I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that's just it is people remembering those butterflies. There's not a lot of things that like probably, well, I mean, as someone who has exactly done that, I've lived quite a bit of my life. I'm twice the age I was when I had my first true love. So it's, uh, you know, there's not a lot that really elicits that emotion. So it's very magical sort of to say that the song can sort of do that. Yeah, and you know what? I think that's what I loved so much about it. Even when we came away with the demo, I knew that I wanted to record it as soon as I listened to the demo because, you know, I just felt this overwhelming feeling. And, you know, my parents listened to it and they felt the same thing. And even my little sister uh, I, I can tell it's a good song when she's singing along to it and relating to it as well. And she's only 10, right? So it's, it's just, yeah, it's such a special message and I'm so happy that it can, that it's out and people can listen to it and interpret it in their own way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And of course you just don't, haven't been sort of tackling these difficult, these emotional things just through lyric you've also been using your music to create positive change inside of the community that you live in inside of the things that are important to you and you do that through live concerts and otherwise and you have one of those actually coming up on your youtube page this saturday november 20th kyle live is going to be happening so before we dive into the creation of this concert i want to know how is exciting is it 
to be able to sort of have a little bit of a live performance of this new track, plus, you know, create a little bit of good at the same time. So exciting. Again, it's been it's been a year in the making this show. I can talk more about the, you know, the creation and the inspiration behind it in a little bit. But, you know, it's just a show that is all about spreading positivity and uplifting energy to everyone who's been affected by the pandemic because no one's been spared. And especially our healthcare heroes who are out there, um, you know, protecting everybody and keeping everyone safe. And and also we're raising awareness for these three amazing organizations, Wickfest, Cinem, and A Sound Life as well. So I'm really excited because this is such a different experience with it being an online virtual concert that's free, but it's also a benefit concert. So it's this really unique experience that I'm, again, so excited for people to have a chance to just, you know, feel some positivity, even if only for an hour. So that's happening. Yeah, this Saturday at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard, which is, um, you know, 9 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Pacific on my YouTube channel. And I'm just so, so I'm not going to use excited this time. I'm so, so pumped and thrilled and a bunch of different words of how excited I am for this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, pull out this thesaurus because it, one word just isn't good enough. It is not at all. You just got to have a bajillion different words of how excited you are. <laughs> uh, I love it. So, of course, you mentioned that you can only dive so far into the creation process. We don't want to give away too much of the magic of this live show before the fans get to see it. So what exactly can you tell us about the creation process? Where was it filmed? Sort of all of that, that sort of thing. Sure. Well, you know, the concert was actually in, first inspired by my parents who were both frontline healthcare workers uh, during the pandemic. You know, my mom, she's an ER physician and my dad was a Stars Air Ambulance pilot, um, our air rescue service. And you know, it was really stressful to watch them walk out the door every day and face this. And I could only imagine how stressful it was for them. Um, so, you know, I decided then that, you know, I couldn't just sit on my couch and watch The Office or Brooklyn Nine-Nine all day as much as it's what I wanted to do. <laughs> um, I, I needed to help like my parents were doing the best way I knew how, which is through music. And that's how, you know, Kaya Live was created. So we filmed the show up in Production World in Edmonton, which is a phenomenal streaming location. And they're just amazing up there, amazing people, amazing organization, amazing facility. Um, so we filmed it and pre-recorded it up there with this amazing band. You know, they're all members who have played with Brett Kissel over the years, as I mentioned before. Just, you know, when I called them up on the phone, I was like, can you play on my show? I was so nervous. I'd be afraid they said no. but. They were just so happy to be a part of this. And I'm so grateful to them. I couldn't imagine what the show would sound and look like um, without them. And then as well, actually, we have two feature performers in the show who are from Australia. Uh, Ido Khan, who is the co-founder of A Sound Life. And then Lenka, who is a, an amazing Australian singer, really well known over there. So I'm excited that we can bring her into Canada and also stream the show out into Australia. So yeah, it's going to be an awesome show. It's 15 songs, originals and covers. And it's just, uh, it's, I like to say it's our baby. This has been like, it's, <laughs> it's been a long time in the making. Actually, I have a, I have a poster here. It's, um, it's very, yeah, it's very exciting. Um, so yeah, hopefully people can tune in because I really, yeah, this show, I don't know what else to say. I'm kind of out of words because I'm just thinking about it getting streamed and 
getting very excited. My heart's just like racing, but yeah, it was such a fun show to film and create. And I couldn't have done it without all these amazing, amazing people. Okay. So you mentioned that it is a live stream. So of course, if the listener here to this interview, if the fans want to partake in this live experience, or if they want to find out more about Kaya Gamble in general, where can they go to do both of these things? Okay, so I like to call this the hub because it has my social media and it has links to donate to the organizations, more information about them. Uh, it has the direct link to my YouTube channel where the live stream is happening. So you can visit kayalive.com, K-A-I-Y-A, live.com. It has everything on there, as I said before, you know, and just once again, I'd really love to see you all there, really, because... Yeah, this show has just been a labor of love and I can't wait for everybody to feel the energy that's gone into this show and hopefully, you know, feel that comfort if only for an hour. And, and, and if you can't make it to the show at seven o'clock, I'm having a live after party on Zoom after at 8.30 and the link to sign up for that, it's free as well. The link to register is on kayalive.com as well. So that's basically the place to go, kayalive.com. <laughs> All right. And you can find a link to that hub, Kaya Live, in the description to this interview as well. Make it nice and easy for you as we like to do. Kaya, I have had a blast chatting here with you so far today. I have one last question for you. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. All right. So we have talked about this process of growing into this sophomore single taking a little bit more, learning lessons from your first single, doing your first co-writes, getting inside of the studio, and sort of also, like we just talked about, creating positive change mm -hmm. with your art as well. So over the process of this last year here, what I would love to know is, how has this time, how have all of these things, how have they helped you grow as a person, or what have they taught you about yourself? That's a fantastic question. You know, I think being stuck at home has really taught all of us something about ourselves because we've had just had so much time to reflect um, on who we are. And I think, yeah, I, one thing that the pandemic has taught me is that this is what I want to do for the rest of my life because I was just on this streak of live performing. It was just going up and up and up. I was live performing as much as I could and just living every minute of it and loving every minute of it. And then suddenly no more live performing and everything was shut down and we were in quarantine and not to mention my parents were going out the door to go and risk their lives. And for the, from that stress on top of it, I was wondering, how am I ever going to, how am I going to do this? If I, if I don't have music in my life, what's like, I didn't feel any joy without music. And I realized, I just remember it like yesterday, I was sitting on the couch just like bawling my eyes out to my parents saying, I can't do anything else. This is what I meant to do. Um, like there's nothing else that I can do. So it's given me a drive to keep going and a motivation and just a clarification inside myself, just knowing that this is what I'm going to do until I'm literally too old to do it anymore. <laughs> um, and because just because I love it so much and I love connecting with people through music, cause it's such a, such a powerful thing and such a universal language. So I think that's the biggest lesson I've learned. Uh, during COVID. And the biggest thing I've learned about myself is I can't live without music. This is what I'm going to do. Um, whether I like it or not, whether uh, this is what I am doing, because 
I definitely like it. <laughs> oh, well, I'm very glad to hear that. And I'm very, very excited. Well, I'll use the word again. Um, I'm not a thesaurus, but I am very, very excited to see where this musical journey continues to carry you, Kaya. And thank you so very much for joining us here today on the Desert Tiger podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I've had so much fun with you today, Colton. Oh, Ambush, thank you for checking out this interview here today with our guest, Kaya Gamble. And you can find Kaya's brand new single, I'm In It, right now over on your favorite music streaming service. You can also go ahead and check out Kaya Live tomorrow, Saturday, November the 20th, 2021. Not only are you going to hear 15 incredible tracks, but this event also raises awareness and funds for three amazing foundations. As Kaya told you here today, a Wickfest, Cinem, and a Sound Life. And you can go and head on over to KayaLive.com. That is K-A-I-Y-A-L-I-V-E dot com to find the hub to find out more or you can go ahead and check out the description of the show i'll post some links for you there below i'll also post links so that you can go ahead and follow kaya's youtube where the show will be happening you can also go ahead and check out kaya on social media because there's going to be a lot more coming this is just the beginning of kaya's a musical journey and you do not want to miss out unaware it is going to take her all right and with that we have to thank laura from strut entertainment for setting this interview up german from ypeditor.com for making everything sound so good and you the ambush for tuning on into this interview if you've yet to join up with the am it's as easy as subscribing to the desert tiger podcast you can also help us show by sharing this interview giving us a five-star review and by heading on over to deserttigermerch.com. And with that, it's about time that we say our bye-byes, but not before I tell you to go find your roar and then let it on out into the world. Until next time, bye-bye and stay beautiful, Ambush. The Desert Tiger Podcast.